1: I'll give a little bit more back. I'm doing some research. So Jeremy is the, the head of Personal Finance Club, big index investor, and you retired at 36 years old.
0: That's true. I mean, the, the word retired is a little bit corny because it just sounds lazy or something. But uh, I don't have a job anymore. I don't need a job. Um, I, I direct my time as I see fit. And um, yeah, most of that wealth came from starting and growing a company. And I sold it when I was 34. Um, and then I've been an index fund investor before and after. I just invest long-term, buy and hold, keep it simple, and that's how I think I'm gonna maximize my own wealth going forward.
1: All right, so yeah, we got a couple of questions. First and foremost, thank you for joining yeah, us you. Welcome to Early we, Leisure, We man. appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so index investing, we talked about index investing a little bit, but uh, I know you're real big on it, so we, Ian thought that this would be a perfect opportunity to really go deep dive. Why do you prefer index investing over individual stocks?
0: So I, you know, I've been listening to the show today and like you guys are talking a lot and you talked about Apple and you talked about, you know, Gush on, and the oil. And here's the thing is like, it's very, very hard to beat the market. And so if you buy an individual stock and it goes up 8% this year, but the, the whole stock market went up 10%, that's not really a gain. It's really a 2% loss to the market. And the sum total of all the stocks in the market Average out to the market so you know if, if one stock is up twelve percent and one's up eight percent that averages out that averages out to ten percent and so when you're trying to pick stocks you're essentially saying i'm trying to beat the market because if you're not trying to beat the market then you shouldn't be picking individual stocks you should just buy the index and then if you're contending that you can beat the market what it's very very challenging because despite being like, and I think you guys are extremely well researched you've done your homework you're very well read but you're not competing against the next investor, you're competing against the sum total of human knowledge, because the sum total of human knowledge is constantly and instantly being baked into the, every single price of every every single stock, because there's millions or billions of traders and only a few thousand stocks that can be traded on. So every mm-hmm. single tiny little penny change is being priced, you know, is being priced based on all the different traders, all the different algorithms trading, all the different mutual funds, all the different hedge funds. And so to beat that game is extremely difficult. Plus, when you trade, it includes there's fees or there's you know buy-sell gaps, there's uh, tax implications if you're selling. An index fund basically says, okay, I'm gonna just admit I am not smarter than the sum total of human knowledge. And instead of trying to pick and choose a few stocks, I'm gonna buy every single stock all at once. And so in the US, there's about 4,000 publicly traded stocks. You can just buy all 4,000 all at once, for virtually no cost. There's a like tiny, tiny fee associated with these. When you do that, you guarantee yourself your fair share of all market growth. So you own Apple, you own Microsoft, you own Facebook, you own Netflix, you own ExxonMobil, you own General Electric, Tesla, down the list, you own everything. And when all those companies grow and innovate and hire and profit and create trade revenues, all that is pumped right back into your index fund, right back into your account without having to guess which is better. So that's why I love index funds because I'm not, I don't want to get taken advantage of by algorithmic traders or by mutual fund managers or by hedge fund managers. I want to guarantee myself my fair share of, growth, of market growth. And over long periods of time, the market goes up about 10% per year. And if you're just putting away 500 bucks a month at 10% per year over 30 years, or sorry, over 40 years is about $3 million. Easy. So you can become... You can become fabulously wealthy with just slow and steady, tried and true investing in an index fund. So when did you start investing? I know you said you you, you know you stopped uh, working at 36 for someone at 36. So- no,
1: he sold his company. What company What, what company did you have that you sold?
0: Uh, the company was called RentLinks. We did online rental housing listings. So if you wanted to list an apartment for rent, you could post it to Zillow or apartments.com or rentals.com or Craigslist. I created a site where you can post it once and it automatically feeds to 50 different sites, and then you can track all your incoming leads from renters. So it's basically a tool for landlords. Who'd, yeah. you, sell, who'd you sell it to? I sold it to a company called App Folio, who is publicly traded. Mm-hmm. I bought a bunch of their stock at 12 and I sold most of it at 24, and now it's at 180. Oops. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> <okay. laughs>
0: Um, I still own some, and actually, like the, the condo you see behind me was paid for with uh, former appfolio Folio stock, so it did it did uh, it did fine for me. But um, yeah, so it, I sold that Folio.
1: Yeah, my personal investment philosophy that I like is to have half indexes and then half tech stocks. But why do you think people hate indexing, even though it's the easiest thing to invest in long term?
0: I like that strategy, by the way. Like I actually go for the 90-10 strategy, which is 90% oh. index funds, 10% stocks. And I like your strategy too, because either way, it gives you a chance to see both sides. And yes. if, if you're as good at picking stocks as you hope you are, not you, I just mean any person, you should be able to look at your two portfolios and see that you over long periods of time, I'm talking like five plus years, if your stocks are really outperforming your indexes, then cool, then you can move more towards stocks. But if your stocks crash, you want to actually not ruin your retirement by, you know, not having like your fair share of market growth. So I think the reason people don't like index funds is because it sounds like it's average. Um, They're like, I don't want average. I want fabulous growth. And it's not get rich quick. It's not exciting. Mm -hmm. It's not sexy. It's like very boring. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like you got, you were saying earlier, like, look at the market every day. I was like, you know, I I mean, I kind of do look at the market just because I'm interested in it. But like, but I don't make trades like I might, I might go years without making trades other than just yeah. constant reinvesting because I know over time it's gonna average out. And so I think it's, it sounds like it's average. In my opinion, it's not average. There's a study that shows that over the last, you know, 100 years, the market goes up about 10% per year, but the average investor gets about 4% mm-hmm. because of making all these mistakes. Like, timing yeah. mean, the market, you know, I just talked to a friend yesterday who, who's, a, who's a pretty wealthy guy, but he, in the middle of the coronavirus crash, he was sure that the market was going to get worse and worse. And so he, he bought an inverse uh, ETF. So he bet against the market. He bet the market mm-hmm. was going to go down more. And then, of course, the, like the last few weeks, the market has jumped up 30%. So he got he got super bright. Yeah. yeah. And so like...
1: <laughs> Well, first, I wanted to say shout out to YouTube, we get another record, 2100. Breaking um, news alert. Yeah, breaking news. Shout out to YouTube. Christ. If you guys can like this video, take a millisecond, everybody yeah. on YouTube, if you can just like it, we appreciate it. And shout out to a new, uh, another breaking news alert, there's
0: over 200 EYL earners in here oh, right
1: Shout now. out to EYL. So Jeremy, I wanted to ask you, Um, and this is one of the reasons I want to highlight this because we're not, a lot, a lot of platforms online. Are biased. Like they, they only steer you into one direction. And you could really steer somebody into any direction that you want them to go. There's really no right or wrong with investing. So we talk about stocks a lot, but everybody we realize that everybody's not going to be an individual stock participant. Yeah. So we want to talk about index funds, ETFs, mutual funds, all of those different things, and they all have advantages and disadvantages. So with the with the index, what is some what are some top indexes that? you personally are invested in or you, or you personally recommend? I mean, we know like the Dow Jones 500, the s and mm-hmm. I mean the, the, the S&P 500, um, oh. the Dow Jones, um, but what, what- I thought she was gonna say Vanguard.
0: Yeah. I was like, every kid's kid, goes. say Vanguard. So what, 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 are some, <laughs> what are some top indexes that you recommend? Well, first to your point about there's lots of different ways to do it. I, I always talk about my two rules. Rule number one is live below your means. Spend yes. less than you make. And rule number two is invest early and often. And so if it's, if it's real estate, if it's individual stocks, you know, the, like you said, there's a lot of ways to do investing. But if you spend every dollar you make, no matter what, no matter how clever of an investor you are, it doesn't matter because you're going to be broke. And so you know, I, I think investing can be confusing to a lot of people. But always remember, if you spend less than you make and you invest that difference, you, know, you, can, you just want to increase that gap. It doesn't matter if you're perfect at investing. That's the important part is actually doing it. And don't let the fear of the perfect stop you from even getting started, right? Because it's like, oh, it's so, it's so confusing. I'm just going to spend every dollar I make. You know, that's the wrong reaction. Just, just get started. Um, so, and to answer your question about the best indexes, the thing about indexes is like, there's not really better or worse. I, I just did a little study on the top 12 U.S. stock market indexes over the last decade. And they're all basically identical because they all do the same thing. They all follow the market. And so um, there's a book that's on the three fund portfolio, which basically says there's only three things you need to buy a U.S. stock market index fund, which is to buy every single U.S. stock, an international or non U.S. stock market index fund, which is to buy, you know, Europe, China, uh, uh, Korea, you know, all the emerging markets. And then the third would be a bond fund. And so those three kind of give you the ultimate diversity, every U.S. stock, every non-U.S. stock, and then the income producing bonds. And then you just have to choose your asset allocation, which is what percent each. And most people usually choose something like 55% U.S., 45% international, and 10% bonds. That would be an aggressive portfolio for like a young person in the wealth accumulation phase. that's a valuable lesson. That's that's a valuable lesson, because a lot of times we're looking at like, listen, we're trying to get rich quick index funds ain't the popular way, right? Because it's slow and steady. But at the end of the day, the market's always going to grow. We know that.